You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Best friends forever. Fantasy, best friends forever. Hour number two, Fantasy Best Friends Forever, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Frank Stample, Greg Sussman, joined today by the closer, Chris Venture. What's up, Chris? What's up, guys? How you doing? It's your boy, the closer, Chris Venture here. How you doing? Uh, Monday, ready to get the week started and ready to start really evaluating, you know, these players and the teams and my, my fantasy teams, your fantasy teams, you know what I mean? Now's the time. We got a nice sample size. So we actually talked about this either Thursday or Friday, Greg, and I asked yep. you at what mm-hmm. point do we have enough of a sample to make like a, a pretty good judgment on a player? And I said to him, I think Memorial Day. We get to Memorial Day. We have two months of data. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems like you're more so once we have that month, that solid month of data, we're good. And Greg is, all right, look, all I need is a day, and I'm, I'm dropping some. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. You, got, you have a little bit too soon. Uh, ventures in the middle. middle, and then maybe I hang on a little I, bit too long. I, I like the two months, too. The thing is, fantasy, like, okay, in like a head-to-head league, if you start off one and four, let's say, which none of my teams are. I'm a two and, I have a two and three team, but you're maybe starting to panic, a lot of people, I would think, at one and four. So this is when they're going to really want to start making moves, uh, maybe even trades if their team's in shambles and they got a lot of injuries. But... I mean, this is when you really want to start looking at into guys and say, what, what do I want my team to be? Who do I want out there? And, you know, who do I want to let go here that's not getting it done for me? Like, you got to really start making sure you have your core ready for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense, too. And I, I think it's not only for head-to-head, though. Yeah. Because I do agree with you there. Like, you see your record. You might be 1-4. and four, You might be 0-5. And, and you're thinking, damn. Damn. Man, like, yeah. this is hard to come back from. You know what's even worse? When you're in a Roto League, you're in 15th out of 15. Like, what do I do? What yeah. do I do, man? How do I when you're down when you're in 15 place at a 15? What do you people, do? Because I don't know. I don't. I don't you tell around. me because I actually have a league. I'm in the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational. My team has. I started the draft. Jose Ramirez and Bryce Harper. Jose Ramirez, Bryce Harper, Walker Bueller, James Paxton. Those were my first four picks. I'm in 15th out of 15 place. Yeah. I mean, like my team is ravaged by injury. I had I had Paxton go down. I had Archer go down. I had Avaldi go down. I mean, I had to pick up scrubs this week. Oh, man. I'm talking about, like, King Felix. It's yeah. a 15-team league. I mean, the starting <laughs> pitchers were really bad. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I had like to, in our league. I think like, I had a bid on, like, Matt Harvey, and he sucks. Like, I just had to find guys that are pitching. Yeah. In general. <laughs> it was, it's bad, man. I've been hurt by injuries in this scene. Like, oh, like, just overall underperformance. Oh, man. So, look, man, you just, you, you, you try and figure it out. There's no trades in that league. We do have uh, the fab bids, but the free agency just wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to battle back, trying to bounce back out of, out of that hole, but I hear you, man. It's, it's tough. tough. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, if you're in 15th in Roto, which I don't, I, this year is the first year I've played in, in many years, in probably 10 years of Roto League, and I wouldn't know exactly how you're going to come back from being in 15th out of 15. It's hard to climb that ladder in Roto. It's really, general. It's really hard. A month into the season, it's not impossible. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to shake things up. Like, you're going to have to make some trades. You're going to have to... And a lot of the times, like, there are... You could end up drafting a whole team where, where you, you're, all your guys are slumping to start the season. Right. It happens. Mm-hmm. So... Like Ramirez, yeah. Yeah, like, if you have Jose Ramirez and you have, like, Rugnet Odor and you just have, like, a team of all these guys that you drafted and you felt good about, mm-hmm. you're underperforming. Again, I took Walker Bueller as my ace in this league. He yeah. hasn't lived up to expectations. He's been terrible. Right. So to put it, to be honest, to be to. So, to we talk about, we talk about him a lot. But it's not, it's not impossible to come down, come back at this point in the season. Now, if it's the middle of July, if it's August, you're in 15th out of 15. You're in trouble. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Start doing football research. Yeah. It's probably over. <laughs> but at this point, you can still bounce back. So you're saying it's over for us in GDD? No. In we're, July. We're in like, we're in eighth place, Greg. No, we're not. Really? Right. We, we dropped? Yes. Don't say that. Right. Frank, we're doing very badly. Oh, we're in 12. We have by far the worst hitting in the league. Like, by far. No, I mean, there's a team with 18 points. We have the, two teams with 18. We have 17 and a half. We do have the worst hitting in the league. <laughs> but we're about to get Matt Olsen back. We're about to get Didi back. Come on, Greg. There you go. We're about to make a run here. <laughs> get the hype. But our pitching's, our pitching's actually pretty good. Our pitching's very good. But we are uh, last in runs. We are uh, middle of the road in hits. We, we are second to last in RBIs. Second to last in RBIs. But yeah. you know who's going to help that? Matt Olsen, baby. Let's go, Greg. 
Runs and RBI is definitely what I need. We need a whole <laughs> lot of those. Yeah. How do we get those in bunches? We'll figure it out. We'll be all right. Can you make moves? In trade? Uh, yeah. Actually, I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, there is trading in this league. We, we got to take a move. We picked up a few guys yesterday. We picked up uh, Ronnie Rodriguez, actually. I'm in. Performing well. <laughs> we picked up, who else did we pick up here, Greg? We get Clint Frazier back, which obviously That's helps. awesome. We picked yeah. up Brian Reynolds, who's performing well for the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates right now. Uh, we also picked up Chris Bassett to put in our fantasy rotation. Yes. Um, yeah, so we're making moves. We're making some moves. We're not giving. We're not throwing in the towel yet. We got James Patrick. McCann. James McCann. How about him? We, t- we got two new catchers. We have two new catchers. We dropped Beat Castillo and Francisco Mejia. Yep. We picked up James McCann and Tony Walton. I like it. There you go. I like it. By the way, the Reds Don't already, give up, guys. The Reds have already scored. Thanks to Nick Senzel's leadoff home run. Wow. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Little leadoff bang, bang shot. How about that? For Nick Senzel. I just saw, I have the game streaming in the background here. Uh, I saw him doing an interview before the game even started. Doesn't look how I'd expect him to look. How did you expect him to look? <laughs> His face just looks kind of weird. But it's good to see. Home run. Home run there for Senzel. I, I, he stole a base over the season, uh, over the weekend as well. So I think he hit, he now has two home runs. He has a stolen base, Greggy. You know who he's been better than? Who would that be? Helen. Carter Keeboom. Yeah, I mean. This is very bad. Yeah, I, I made a huge mistake. There. Same. I picked up the wrong prospect. Same. In, in, you took in a my, shot. In the Great Fantasy Baseball Invitational, you want to talk about a 15 out of 15 team. You know? I picked up Carter Keeboom. I thought he was going to help me. <laughs> he's not helping me right now. Um, and you know the person I could have picked up and said? Michael Chavis, who is helping a lot of people right now. So it seems like. Chavis I'm definitely overreacting after one week. Uh, I picked up the wrong prospect. Here. Well, right now, yeah. Chavis, Chavis has been great. You took a shot. Chavis has been unreal. Yeah, I picked up Chavis in my home league. Probably feeling good. Yeah, I got my first win in three weeks. So I'm two and three. I was one and three. Starting to make the move back. But it's the only place I got him. Yeah, I mean, look. I don't have Senzel, which I'm pissed about. I did draft him in one league, but I dropped him early uh, on. I, didn't, I don't have any shares of Nick Senzel. I wasn't off him. I just thought the draft price was a little bit too steep, considering that he wasn't going to start the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, again, he just hit his second home run. He stole a base. So you see a little bit already, Greg, some of that power-speed combination that we were talking about when it comes to Senzel. And he's in a good spot, you know, leading off for Cincinnati. It's a home game today. What do you know? We said the sun's out. Once the weather starts to heat up a little bit in Cincinnati, those balls are going to start flying out. Uh, those players are going to come around. They're going to perform a little bit. But, man, Michael Chavis, um, a few people were asking us about it. What he's doing right now, like, the moment is not too big for him. He's walking 17% of the time, so he's got good plate discipline. Right now, he's hitting 333. He's got a 460 OBP. Yes, he strikes out 25% of the time, but if you can mitigate it with that kind of walk rate, hitting fly balls 50% of the time, Greg, maybe a little, a, t- a touch too high, but 40% hard hit rate. So you put those things together, that's how you end up with six home runs already in only 15 games. He has two stolen bases. And 333. Dude, you picked up Chavis. You feel great, Greg. Yeah, sure do. Absolutely. Much better than Carter Keeboom. Chavis has been fantastic. Batted fifth yesterday, still playing second base. Eduardo Nunez is off the DC. And he made, he, he made a nice little diving grab in the, in the shallow right field, too. So he's holding his own, playing second base. He's going to stay in the lineup, man. Uh, you know, I'll throw, this, I'll throw this your way, Greg. What do you think? Is there I mean, a chance if Carter Keeboom, like, how long is the leash for Carter Keeboom? Because they have a lot of injuries. Rendon is down. Now Matt Adams is down. So it seems like they, they pretty much just need the bodies. But as they start to get healthier, if Keeboom isn't performing, mm-hmm. there's a chance he gets sent back down. Absolutely. And that's what scares the hell out of me. How long do you think the leash is? I think the leash is until Trey Turner gets back. I think, that, I think that's the leash. I would, I would think Trey Turner is probably a month away. I agree. Maybe early June, something like that. Yeah. How do you feel about Keeboom right now? you have any shares, Venture? No, I don't. Um, I was thinking about it, but... I think it's a little bit overreacting, though. He's cold, but, you know, I think he could still turn it around pretty quickly. And he deserves the chance because they need the bodies, like you said. And they know that they're going to have Trey Turner back. So this is just a temporary thing. But he deserves a good month, uh, uh, getting, you know, getting to acclimate to the MLB. Some guys could do it right away, like Chavez. Definitely. And then some guys, you know, they need time. Yeah, they, it's the strikeouts that are killing him, Greg. He's got a 41% strikeout rate. But if you look mm-hmm. at the rest of the data, I mean, 42% hard hit rate. So when he's making contact, which has not been often, Striking out a lot, but uh, he's hitting the ball pretty hard when, when he actually does get the bat on the ball. And we talked about some of those, uh, those, those, those bat skills, those, the, the hit tool that he possesses in the minor leagues. This was a guy that was you know, hitting almost like 400. He was absolutely crushing it. So uh, if he cut down the strikeouts, I think the fact that he's making um, optimal contact when he does make contact 
it's something that you can hang your hat on. I think so. Too. I, I, I hope so. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'm just You're trying to take the glass half full approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I need him to come around. There, there, there's nothing else. 92, per, uh, 92 mile per hour average exit velocity. That's, that's very good. That, that is very good. Just cut down those strikeouts. Maybe get this guy a pair of glasses or something, Greg. Maybe he's like Wild Thing. Maybe that's it. And it's all he needs. He, he, needs some, he needs Eric Sogard glasses. I'm making all the excuses for this guy. Let me ask you, Chris. I did take him out of the lineup in a few leagues this week. I know he plays seven games. And some deeper, like in the main event, I left him in uh, because it's hard to come across guys and he plays seven games. But in the one twelve team league where I own him, Greg, I actually did bench him because I, I got to see him. I have, I have to see him do it again in a league that shallow because I had another hitter on the bench that has just been better overall. Yeah, so let him adjust. Speaking of players to bench, Chris. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of starting pitchers that have very tough matchups this week. And we wanted to throw them out at you and ask you what you would do. Mm-hmm. Let me start with your boy, Joey Lucchese. He's yeah. in Colorado. Yeah. One start. One start. Yeah. Will he be in your lineup? No. Okay. No. He hasn't been doing good enough. <laughs> like, really, not very well at all. Uh, and then the Ks in the last start, only two Ks. You know, if, if, at least if he was keeping it consistent with six around six Ks, you might get some points out of him in a points league. Now, I, only, I don't have him in too many places, but in a points league, I have other guys getting two starts. Like Chris Paddock is starting today. Uh, he may get two starts by the end of the week. So I'd rather plug him in because he's, he's pitching better anyway. Uh, I picked up Di Sclafani in one place for the two starts in San Francisco. So like, I'd rather stream somebody like a Di Sclafani than go with one start in Lucchese against Colorado. Like that's just – he might get you four points in a points league. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to do anything for you. Yeah. Hey. Outside of NL only, Greg, I think that's probably the only place where I would start him. Yeah. Because NL only, like, anyone who just has a rotation spot, you're getting in your lineup. Look, if you had the luxury to get him out, sure, try it. But, uh, you know, in a, even in a 15-team mixed, I would, I would imagine you have better options yeah. than putting Lucchese in at Colorado. So, I would pretty much try my best. To get like Griffin Canning for two? Is someone else? Yeah. Yep. Spoke about him in the first hour. How about Giolito for two in a deeper league? Well, you mentioned him in the in the in the first hour at the end there. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been good. Right. Strikeouts are there though. Right. Swinging strike rate is there, and the matchups are not bad. So that's something that I. It's interesting. I don't I, know if I. What's the ownership him. percentage like for Lucchese nowadays? Fifty-seven uh, percent owned. Pretty high. He's lost five percentage points of ownership in the last day, according to Yahoo. So some people are starting to drop him. He does have thirty-six strikeouts and thirty-six innings pitched. So. A strikeout per inning. That's pretty good. Five ERA, 1.44 whip. That's not going to get it done. But at least the strikeouts are there. Um, seems like he has had some tough matchups to start the year. I know he's already faced Colorado. He faced the Dodgers on Saturday. He's faced Washington. Um, he has had two starts against San Francisco, though. So A bit of a mixed bag here for Lucchese. I think in deeper mm-hmm. leagues, I would hold on to him. Oh, Giolito, you mean? Uh, no, no, no. For Lucchese. Oh, okay. Um, in deeper leagues, I would hold on to him. 12-teamers. You're dropping him? We're getting a little bit close here, Venture. We're getting a little bit close. I'm still holding just because, I, I, listen, I, I'm going to keep him on my bench, and then when he does have two starts, I'm throwing him in there, um, unless they're two really brutal starts. And, you know, I, I paid a good price for him, in, 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 especially in this league. I'm going to hold him. I'm not going to drop him. He's still young. He could still turn it around. He could still have a good season by the, you know, the second half. Uh, so why would I drop him for what? What's really out there right now that I'm really picking up? I already have Griffin Canning. I have Soroka. I have the guys you want to pick up right now. So there's nobody left to pick up for me. And I, and I have my rotation now pretty established. If you have a pretty established rotation, you just throw Lucchese in the back end. He's a back end starter now. And as he, the season goes along, maybe he'll climb his way back up to the top of the rotation. But for now, I'm holding. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to drop him unless there's something really special out there that, you know, could help my team. Because I already got those guys. Soroka and Canning are those guys right now for me. Greg, I hope you didn't start Drew Pomeranz anymore. Because he's now losing four zip. I did not. That would Last be a, a Eugenio Suarez two-run homer okay. and a Jose Iglesias RBI triple who over the past week or so is actually not mashing for the Cincinnati Reds. Mm-hmm. What did I say, Greggy? Ball, it's the, the weather's heating up a little bit in Cincinnati. The ball's starting to fly out a little bit. You get the homer from Senzel. You get a homer from a Eugenio Suarez. Don't worry. This Reds lineup is going to come around a little bit. And an RBI single for Kirk Casale. And it's 5 six. Things mm-hmm. not going great for Drew Pomerantz. Yeah, you probably dropped him. Oh, no, I'm playing Anthony Scalfani. My opponent picked him up for this week. Yeah, assuming he goes five innings, Greg, probably going to get a win. Hate to see that. He already has a five, <laughs> five-nothing lead. Yeah, yeah, hate to see that. Okay, um, let me go back now to another picture I want to ask you about that we have the dilemma on here this week, Chris, mm-hmm. and that's Jose Quintana. 
Okay. Jose Quintana this week is in Milwaukee, just like his teammate is Cole Hamels. What do you do about Quintana and or Cole Hamels? Quintana is put, you said in Milwaukee? No, they're both home. Oh, I'm sorry, they're home against Milwaukee? Yeah. Oh, but either go. way, it's Milwaukee. Right. Very good lineup. Uh, Christian he, Yelich is back. He's been pitching pretty pretty well, except for the start uh, at Arizona. The K's have been down the last two starts for Quintana. Mm-hmm. So you're saying between Quintana against Milwaukee or what was the other one? Jose Quintana against Milwaukee or his teammate and his teammate Cole Hamels against Milwaukee. It's not so either basically, or. Yeah, like would you, bench, would you bench these would guys? You bench both of those guys. <sighs> That's tough. Uh, I I don't know if I'd bench uh, Quintana. I might bench Hamels. I might bench Hamels over Quintana. You know, you can bench both of them. They're not on the same team. I'm just asking for right, the right. people that only. So you, I might play Quintana. It depends on what, what else you got. You know, I would probably do the Di Scalfani two start. I mean, that's already over now because he's already starting, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I would I would have did that over Quintana for one. Quintana is not you know elite or or close to elite. He's he's ha- having he's been better. Hey, don't bash don't bash my guy. I'm not bashing. Come on, bro. He's been good. He's a good pitcher. <laughs> The thing is, getting it done so far this year, man. He got three four zero ERA. Not not bad. He's good. Yeah, 40, 40 Ks in thirty nine innings pitched. The past two starts, he hasn't been striking guys out. Right. But I will tell you this: I have a twelve team home league where I actually have benched him. Right. I, I like Quintana for the year, but against the Brewers, I just it's tough. Yeah. I don't really again, like, you don't trust him. The Brewers, the Astros, the Phillies, uh, the Dodgers. I, I just try and avoid those. I, obviously, in Colorado, I try and avoid those as much as right. possible. Am I going to bench them every single time? No. no like, no. But I, I, I used Frankie Montas against Cleveland yep. instead, and I used Aaron Sanchez and Martin Perez to start weeks. Yes. I would do that, too. We'll week. take a break, and we'll be back right after this. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Fantasy BFFs, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. By the way, tickets tonight once again for the Yankees. Five bucks. Five bucks tonight. Who are they going against? The Mariners? Mariners. CC versus King Felix. I feel like I've seen that live many times. <laughs> you probably have. That's a blast from the past right there. Interesting, though. $5, $5 tickets. Take advantage while you can, man. Because once Stanton is back, Judge, I mean, if they ever all get back, once Stanton <laughs> Judge is back and all these guys, Aaron Hicks and Didi. I mean, those tickets are shooting up, Greg. And like, once those guys why. are back, you're not getting inside the stadium for less than 20 bucks. No, I know. So take advantage now while you can. I just don't want dollar seats. I just don't. I don't like going on weeknights. Really, I, I, I like going on weeknights. I like going on Fridays because then you don't have to wake up early the next day. Like you're chilling. Yeah. Like you don't have to worry about anything. The next day is a Saturday. Doesn't matter what time you get home. I like you know if you go even on the six thirty starts the best. Six thirty starts the best. I do like the six thirty start, but like the Saturday matinee games too, like one p.m. start. Like yeah. But it's just for me, living in Queens, getting from the Bronx uh, to Queens after the game ends, even if it's 10 o'clock, I- I'm not getting home till like yeah. 11.30. And that's you know, an hour and a half to get home from the, from the stadium. And that's taking public Going. transportation, right? Yeah. So, and if you drive, forget about it. And then you have to pay for parking there, too. You yeah. pay like, you know, 25. Speaking of driving, Chris, you're supposed to drive in on Friday night. I know. You what didn't. happened? So, Christina took the car to go to a friend's house earlier yeah. at like 6. And she's like, oh, I'll be back by uh, like 8.30. I was like, all right. I was like, all right, I'll take the call then. So oh. I, you actually texted me. I did. So not soon after that, I, I fell asleep, right? I passed out on the couch waiting for her. Next thing I know, I wake up, and it's like 10, 10.30, and she just got home. And I'm like, really? Yeah. This Doesn't is when you're getting home? You at that point. I was like, uh, I think we were all gone by like 11. Right. Yeah. And I don't drink, so I'm not going to take public tra- – like, I, I don't drink like that. So I'm not going to take public transportation to go there and then come home on like, at like midnight, mm-hmm. you know, on the train. I'd rather drive and be comfortable. So I was going to do that if I left at like 8.39, but when it was 10, 10.30, I was like, it's already too late at this point. Mm-hmm. By the time I get there, it's going to be 11. They're probably going to be done. They were. Yeah, at Good 11. times, though, Friday night. Watching the, the Celtics game. That was fun. Game. That was awesome, Bucks. Woo! Celtics Bucks was great because yeah. Dane and Frank bet on the first half. Boston minus one. And Boston was up most of the half. 
And of course, right when you get to like the last 25 seconds, yeah. Milwaukee hits a shot to get it within one. So now it's a push. Who hit the shot? It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant to the story. It's very frustrating. It's irrelevant to the story. <laughs> so somebody hits a shot. So now Boston's up one. So right now they're at a push. But it's Boston's ball. They got 15 seconds left. They call a timeout. Like, all right, here we go. You hit a shot, you win. They don't, you push. All good. Shot gets blocked. Milwaukee brings it down the court. Five seconds ago, they dish it out to Pat Connaughton, who takes a three at the buzzer. They hit it. They lose. No. They missed it. They wanted to push it. Oh, it was so, you know, was so exciting. But I was like, this is a lock. This is, you know, we should have known. It's just these odds makers are crazy. Yeah. It's just they, they always know. Celtics minus one first half. I figured, look, they're going to come out hot. Um, they're home. They've, they've been a great home team all year long. I, you know, I just, that's what I get. I just don't <laughs> mess with what I've learned. Don't, if you live in New York, just don't bet on Boston teams. Just don't. I've never won a bet where I've messed with the Patriots. Right. Even betting on them. I've had times where I bet on I bet on the Patriots last year against the Jaguars. That was the game where we thought the Jaguars were going back to the Super Bowl because they they yeah, demolished they the Patriots. Right. That was the game I bet on the Patriots. The game I bet against the Patriots was Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay in Foxborough on Sunday night. What happened there? They sucked. They laid an egg. <laughs> the Packers. I had oh my god, it was, it was a it's disaster. A, but if you did bet the Patriots, I bet like against the, the Red Sox years. last year in the World Series. I bet on the Dodgers. What happened? If you live in New York, just don't bet on Boston sports. Yeah, That's but what it comes down. like, let's say if you bet the Patriots every single game <laughs> for the last like five, ten years, you'd probably make a ton of money. You're making a ton of money, potentially. I mean, but nobody's doing that. Yeah, Craig, I just, especially from your New York. Cincinnati what? Reds gonna Cincinnati Reds, man. It's just what happened? It was just a disaster. It was, it had, it had four outfielders right yeah. going up against Brandon Belt. He manages to hit a double down the line. That's great. <laughs> and then what happens next? He's on second base. Right. Pablo Sandoval hits a, a hot shot grounder to Eugenio Suarez. What does Suarez do? Has all the time in the world because the, the panda's running. Boots it. He throws it, it into the seeds. Threw it in the seeds. So it's 5-1. <laughs> the first baseman didn't it's even just, jump. It's though. hilarious. You know, it's like they have four outfielders, and Brandon Belt still finds a spot to hit, to hit a double. And then Eugenio Suarez just airmails one into the seeds. Well, that's nice. an error. So What a disaster. Uh, the, run, the run's not earned, though. So that's good, right? It's not. It's just... <laughs> What's going to happen next in this game, man? Kevin Pilar's a bad. He's a, yeah, Pilar's up. Probably going to hit a dong. No. Let's go here, Greg. Uh, we got a few more injured names to, to talk about, Greg. Players that are returning. We kind of talked about Matt Olson. Briefly. Being on our team, but we didn't actually like give anyone any useful information regarding Matt Olson. No, we did not. We did not. So let's do that now. Oh, a few right. people were asking us about Matt Olson. Go right ahead, Frank. Matt Olson. They should have him on the IL, most people, unless you, he's out. Well, the question is, do you activate him? Do you activate him? Because him uh, he right. could potentially be back on Tuesday. We, we haven't officially got that yet, but Bob Melvin indicated uh, over the weekend that Matt Olson, who's been dealing with the hand injury, could return from the injured list on Tuesday. I believe the gentleman that was asking us plays in an AL-only league, so it'll obviously depend on... Who do you have in there right now? If you have some schlub first baseman or utility hitter in there, and it's just right. like they're more of a negative contribution than they are a positive, then yeah, I would take a shot on Matt Olson, put him in my lineup. Um, but overall, I would imagine most people who own Matt Olson, you've gotten by for now. You probably picked up a first baseman, right? Maybe Christian Walker, utility. yeah, maybe you picked up a Walker or a Boom Boom Mancini or something like that, right? Me, personally, I would probably take a patient approach. Let me see this first week. We still don't know if he's going to be activated on Tuesday. I would take a patient approach when it comes to Matt Olson. I know you've waited so long. You, you're excited about getting him in there. I would, I would wait, too. I would wait, and, and let me see what he does his first week back once he returns. And he'll probably set out a few games, too, because he's just returning from injury. Um, right. So be similar, a similar situation to Otani, too, Greg. What do you do if you own Otani? Because he could be back tomorrow as well. I thought I read Otani was not back tomorrow. I thought he was back until next week. I admit, that so that. last week there was an update that he will be back by May 17th. And there was an update to that that said he could be activated tomorrow, as early as tomorrow. The May 17th was what I guess I saw. Um, Yeah, so he logged six more plate appearances in a simulated game on Saturday, bringing his total up to 50. And the Roto World blurb says, all signs to point point to Otani being activated for Tuesday's game against the Tigers. Okay. 
So similar to Olsen, what do you do? You get him in there? Olsen, uh, for whatever reason, I'm more likely Olsen, I think. Because like this has always been the timeline, and everything seems to line up. And- I do agree I do agree with you. If I was going to start one of these guys, I think it would go go with Matt Olsen. And I was I just said I was taking a patient approach with him. So that just tells you where I'm at with Otani. I'm giving Otani extra week for sure. a little sure. bit more. Yeah. I'm not starting Otani this week. I think Olsen... You're going to be super cautious with him. He's probably not going to play every single Like, day. for us, like, you and I have a real Olsen conversation. Because our hitting sucks in that league. Yeah, we have Yonder Alonso as our corner infielder right now. Oh, actually, we have him in at first base. I know we have Michael Franco as yeah. our corner. He's good, isn't and he? And we have Ronnie Rodriguez as our utility. Ronnie! Uh, he plays seven games this week, so I'd, I'd rather just take a shot on him. At least you know he's playing every day. Yonder also plays seven games this week, right? Yeah, so we're going to leave. The, yeah, so in this situation, that just tells you how we feel about Matt Olson right now. We're really taking a patient approach. Wait a minute. What if we, oh, man, he also has seven games, huh? But Ooh. I was going to bench Colton Wong, who's terrible. He's not. Why do you guys keep saying that? He's not bad. <laughs> not in 248 in the year. He got cool. He got cool, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, last Why think, do you guys keep saying that? Because he sucks. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but his bad ball data was still good, you know? You play in a he's hard, gonna be street. A hard, hit, hard hit rate. You play in a hard hit rate league. There you go. <laughs> Wait, but, but how about the? I mean, Frank, he's got a thirteen percent walk rate this year. You're saying you're, <laughs> so. You're saying you no, still wouldn't you start Olsen. You still wouldn't start Olsen, even with Yonder Alonso at first base, who you gotta say is probably one of the lower in most leagues out there that people are playing. Let's say they're playing twelve teams as a majority. You know, the worst first baseman in the league is gonna, is probably Olsen on a starting team. Uh, Yonder Alonso. I'm sorry. So. You're saying even in that situation, you wouldn't put Olsen in. So most, so that means 95% of people should, probably shouldn't start Olsen yet. Pretty much. They should wait. Yeah, that's basically how I feel about yeah. him. And I, I do like him a lot. So, you know, I don't want to come off as like a Matt Olsen hater. I like him a lot. Uh, but Yonder Alonso, I mean, this is one of these guys all year long that it seems like he's been a little bit unlucky. He's batting 173 on the year. His expected batting average is 254. So I don't want to miss out on that positive regression when it happens. And he plays seven games. Still putting the ball in the air a lot. Actually hitting the ball harder this year. He's got a 46% hard hit rate. I think Yonder Alonso has been a little bit unlucky. And the fact that he plays seven games, I think, just pushes it a little bit over the edge. I know over, you, you just look at the 173. Yeah. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good, yeah. It's very But bad. he'll turn that around, clearly. But, you know, 17 walks and 22 strikeouts. The plate discipline hasn't been terrible. Uh, me, personally, I would take Yonder Alonso over Matt Olson. Yeah, I want to see Matt Because you're getting forward. a guaranteed seven games. Yeah. Right? That's why. Because Olson might... He, he'll be lucky if he plays three games in the week. They right? have six games this week. If he gets activated tomorrow, I would I would think he probably plays three or four. Right. He might sit out like one or two exactly. games this week. Mm-hmm. So you don't want that. Yeah. In the daily league, you're good, though. And also one of the uh, funkiest batting stances, too. If you've ever watched Matt Olsen. He <laughs> like holds the bat out here like this. Yeah. Very, very awkward to watch. <laughs> it's he hits bombs, so. You know who the Giants uh, starting left fielder is today? That would be uh, Steven Duggar? No. Uh, oh, I feel like I saw this guy's name the other day, and I was like... I never heard of this guy. Oh, it's I Gerber? Never, I never heard of him either. Gerber! Gerber. Mike, I read, I Mike read Gerber! Box, I read the box code yesterday, I'm like... Gerber! It must be an interesting life for you if your last name is Gerber. Yeah. I, I, I would Gerber, just, baby? I would, yeah, I would just... I would make so many jokes to this guy. I'd be like, that's been you're three, a Gerber, baby. That's baby, three outfielders now that the Giants have started that I've never heard of in my life. <laughs> Connor Joe. Connor Joe. Connor Let's Joe. Go, Connor Joe. Mike Ford, is that his name? No, Mike Ford's a Yankee. I don't even remember who the other guy was that we were talking about. It was a on. very plain name, I think. Opening day. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just, it was like Michael Reed or something. Yeah, yeah that was it. It was Reed. That was it. Yep, Reed. What's crazy is like the Yankees are doing the same thing. When you have a lineup with Mike Talkman and Mike Ford. Ford. That's true, right? Like, we're just yeah. bashing San Francisco, <laughs> but like... The past month, the Yankees lineup has been Talkman, here's the difference. Ford, Urshela. They Talkman. started the, the season. Talkman. But they started the season with worse outfielders than they have now because they also got in a trade, Kevin Pillar. So yeah. they were worse than this. We started the season with a pretty decent offensive outfield, at least. Now it just, you know, it fell by the wayside. Steven Duggar coming around a little bit for the Giants, too. Well, nice. I was eyeballing him a little bit in uh, some, some 15 teamers. And NL only, Steven Duggar should be out. Just kind of throw him out there because he's uh, he's been in the lineup the past couple of days or so, the past week. Greg, another person dealing with an injury. We had a few, uh, well, of course, we always have injuries, but we have guys that are like kind of dinged up and you don't know whether to put them in your lineup or not. How about Lorenzo Cain? What are you doing with Lorenzo Cain this week? Because just another victim of getting hit by, pa- hit by a hands. pitch on your hand. Yeah. So he, they've already come out and said he will not be in the lineup tonight, but... The Brewers do play seven games this week, so even if he's not in the lineup tonight, if he plays tomorrow, 
and he plays six games, leading off for a really good lineup. Mm-hmm. You probably want Lorenzo Cain in there. In a five outfielder league, I'm leaving him in there. But I actually have a home league where I, I had Trey Mancini on the bench, and I, I took the more cautious approach. I just put Mancini in there because I know he's going to play. I know he's not going to miss games. So. Well, he missed a couple games, obviously, last week because he was I hit on the hand. He got hurt as well. He missed a couple games last week. Yeah, I think he got hit on the hand, too. I think that's well, it was hit on the yeah, hand. Yeah, it's everybody. Okay. But at least, like, Mancini didn't perform last week, but at least I know he's going to play. Right. So Kane's supposed to be back tomorrow. It's more so in points leagues where I just I never really want to risk getting a zero in my right. lineup in a points league. It's just so It's tough. about quantity, yeah. yeah you want the, the game. It's volume. You want yeah. guys who are going to play. And Lorenzo Kane, when he plays, he's still really good, mm-hmm. but they said he's going to he should be back tomorrow. Does that mean this has happened way too often where they say, all right, a guy's going to be back. What happened with Anthony Rendon? Yeah, should be in the lineup. Next thing you know, he's out for a week, and then he lands on the IL. Right. So, when it, especially when it comes to points leagues, I just want guys that I actually know are going to play and definitely going to be that out. are guaranteed in the lineup. A five yeah. outfielder league, I would leave Lorenzo Cain in there. But if you have a better option, you know a guy's definitely going to play. And I think I again, I just tend to take a little bit more cautious approaches when it comes to these. Players. Right, right, right. What about okay? So, but Cain might be back tomorrow. That's mm-hmm. a tough one. Like, Olsen is, is an easy The lineup locks tonight, and you know he's not going to be in the lineup tonight. Right. So you got to make your decision today. Like, if I had a weak outfield, I'd probably plug Kane in. Banking on that he starts tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I, can't, I can't really blame you for that. What about a... Well, I saw something recently about Acuna. Uh, you know, he was banged up and stuff. I, I don't know if he, like he's coming back right away or not. What's his deal? I see day-to-day right now with him. I also see day-to-day with Chris Davis, too. Chris Davis with a K. Yeah, he... Uh, he was playing the outfield this weekend because they were in Pittsburgh. Ah. So they didn't have the designated hitter. The and he mm-hmm. caught a ball in foul territory, but he was running, and he ran into like the side of the barricade, and he kind of hurt his hip. Mm-hmm. So another guy who is day-to-day. Ronald Acuna was not in the lineup On, last night. Not last night, right? Uh, because he was dealing with a lower back. From injury. Saturday. So he's considered day-to-day. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, this, in a this, weekly. This is a good call. It's another one of those situations where – you know, the next thing you know, the guy could be out a, a couple of days. The only thing is Ronald Acuna has higher upside than Lorenzo right. Cain. No doubt. So you're almost leaving him in. Yeah. first-round pick. So unless he's, like, on the IL, mm-hmm. probably just going to leave Ronald Acuna in my lineup. Right. What do you think about Chris Davis with a K? Yeah, I I don't know. I have to do more research into him. Honestly. I don't have any shares of Chris Davis with a K, so I haven't actually had to either. make this decision. I brought up Lorenzo Cain because I actually had to make that decision. And I put Trey Mancini in my lineup. But Chris Davis said after Sunday's game that he expects to return to the lineup on Tuesday. That's good. Dealing with a hip injury. So probably leave Chris Davis in there. Pretty positive. Yeah. And they are, they're back in the AL on Tuesday? Uh, let's see. They are. Because they're AL, like you just DH would be fine. Yeah. They have uh, six, game, six home games this week. All right. So yeah. Cincinnati so, and Cleveland. So he'll DH. He'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was someone else I saw that was day-to-day. Oh, Bellinger. Yeah, Ballinger dealing with a shoulder issue. Mm-hmm. I feel like you just, I mean, you got to leave him in there. Right? I mean, unless, but, unless we get news tonight that, like, he's not going to be in the lineup and he's not going to play. Like, that, this is a situation to pay attention to, but I mean, with what he's doing right now, he's like, you can't. Well, the last two days, he, ha- he only had one at bat in the last two games. Yeah. So that's. He is dealing with the shoulder. It's a little annoying. He's a little dinged up here. Right. He has shoulder discomfort. Uh, I would think he's he appeared as play. a pinch hitter on Sunday. Right. So that's a good sign, I guess, that he played at least. He could swing the bat. Yeah, I guess we, you got to leave him in. Luckily, I have him in a daily league, not a weekly. Yeah, if you're in a weekly, yeah, that's, that's a lot tough. better. Yeah, a lot easier, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but people out there definitely have him in weeklies, and it's tough to make that decision. Yeah, I mean, I and, and the game is on the West Coast tonight too, so it's a ten o'clock game. So you probably won't have that lineup until you know five mm-hmm. six o'clock, maybe if we're lucky. Tough call. Um, but I would say. Uh, in, right? Unless we get more information that like he's going to be out a couple of days or he's really dealing with something here, I'd probably, Take probably leave him in there yeah. with Cody Bellinger. It's just the way he's been playing. It's, it's hard, to, hard to pinch him, Greg. Yeah, he's the, right now like, one of the best players in the league, basically. So. Yeah, it's like him, him versus Christian Yelich for the, uh, for the NL MVP for right. the first month of the season. And Senzel homered again. Really? Yeah. Nick Senzel. Oh, nice to see a bunch of prospects performing That's except for one. Ours. Yeah. Ours. Yeah, we owed him. Own you, Carter Keyboom. I thought it was your guy. <laughs> I thought it was everything. Wait, yeah, did he I just do. hit I it? Have, I think I have like three or four yeah. shares of Carter Keyboom. He gone. He that gone. sucks. Greg, yeah, I'll throw another situation your way. How about sure. This? Ronald Guzman could be activated Tuesday for Texas. What are we doing with Danny hey, Santana? Santana? Is this the end? I don't think so. 
I don't know that it is, man. Like he's he's remained hot. Yeah, I mean he just could, he could be a super utility guy. Hey, we'll give the we'll give the shield a day off here. Yeah, we'll give Chu a day off here. We'll give Mazzara a day off against a lefty because Danny Santana is a switch hitter. They could give Ronald Guzman days off against a lefty. Odor, of course. I wouldn't drop Danny Santana yet either. Yeah, but this is something that I do want to pay attention to. I looked over the weekend. He played two out of three games for them. He's been mostly in the lineup. Why would Guzman? He's been all strike. Why would Guzman? Is Guzman just much better defensively? Is that the reason why? Because Guzman's not a good hitter. Not he's not. He does have some. Pop. Shouldn't be. He does have some pop. Right, but Santana's obviously a they, much more. They like guys much well balanced. They like guys that hit bombs. They like guys that hit Santana for now. Yeah, I would hold. But Let's take a break. Gotta pay attention to that. We'll travel the show, and we'll do it. Perhaps this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Love it. Jazz. Getting tired, though. Hitting the wall. That's awesome. Lunch shit. We had a little bit of a jazz conversation on Friday, Ventura. Oh, yeah? Found out that Susmania used to fall asleep to jazz music when he was a kid. Yeah, that makes sense. It's nice. Yeah. Try to make sure put yourself to sleep. Keep those eyelids open, Greggy. Uh, I need some lunch. I need to... Me too. You did it on purpose to fall asleep? You put on jazz, you're saying? Oh, well, I was much younger, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to do the, the, like the waterfall thing. Oh, I, no, I, so I did that. Yeah. I did waves like after if I would sleep, if I was like in a hotel room with a bunch of my friends, and I couldn't sleep because of noises and snoring and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Put my headphones in and listen to waves. Yeah, and right. It's it's the best. It is. Or rainfall or something mm-hmm. like yeah, that would put me right to sleep. I still do, I still do it sometimes if I can't fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, I can't. You're right. You know, I mean, you ever do that, Frank? You ever have nights you can't fall asleep? You just listen to stuff like rainfall, like rainfall, rainfall yeah. or waves or anything. I've heard of people doing it. Me personally, I've never, I never have. It doesn't calm maybe, you down. Maybe I should. It's nice. I mean, because there's a lot of nights where I can't fall asleep. Yeah, I've uh, I've actually adapted a new process for me. Is it taking CBD, melatonin, melatonin? Yeah, no, no. Let you off the air. Is it, is it, is it smoking weed, Frank? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a little uh, enhancement. Help. That doesn't help me anymore. <laughs> I need um, melatonin. How about these home runs, Greggy, for uh, for Nick Senzel? 369 feet, 350 feet. Just over. Great American Small Park. Just getting over. That'll help. Well, one was Oppo. The last one was Oppo. A little wall You know what I read over there. the weekend? I read over the weekend that parks have to have certain dimensions now. Really? Where how far the walls have to be. So for the Yankees, who obviously right field porch is 314. Which is real short. Incredibly yeah. short. They had to get special permission when building the stadium for MLB to get a waiver to leave it at 314. Ah. Uh, I always kind of thought, how did it work when building? Because, I mean, if, you, if you've ever seen, like, the, the drawings of, like, all the outlines, yeah. and they show, it's like an overlay. It's, uh, it's really awesome. I've seen it on Twitter before. Where they basically do the outline of every stadium, and everything looks com- Like, every stadium is looks different. Yeah. really, really different. But, but the but dimensions I always wondered, like, are what their, you know, what, what, what kind of qualifications well, or whatever. Did back they in the meet, day, basically? the polo grounds were, like, down the line was, like, a hundred, what was it, like 200-something feet? Like, very short down the line, and center field was like 500 feet away. It was like a, a, a huge diamond. Yeah, sure. Crazy. You know, it was crazy. But that, obviously, was before they had these dimension uh, p- parameters. Or whatever, no doubt. Right? So, because now, I would think you need to have it at least 315 feet down the line or, or, or further, right? Because otherwise, it's, it's way too small. By the way, you can catch Make It Rain with Joe and Dane weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern right here on FNTSY as you get you caught up on all the previous night's action and prep for the sports wagering day ahead. You can watch the broadcast on YouTube and participate in the chat or watch on Periscope, Twitch, or countless other OTT platforms. Become part of the show and tune in for your entertainment, the knowledge, the extra money they'll put in your pockets. It's Make It Rain with Joe and Dane weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern only on FNTSY. There you go. Um, by the way, after the show, guys, we got to get the banner that the guys are building outside. We got to Put it in that corner. Maybe it'll take it down, put it up. 
How are we going to transport that? That's what I started thinking. I don't think it's going to fit in an elevator. It's very big. Well, it's all not to put the thing on. They can just put the thing, the poles. Okay. You don't think we can transfer that in the elevator, the poles? Well, we're going to find out. Yeah. 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 We'll see. So we're going to have a new set set up right behind well, the over there. Yeah. yeah my, my thought was kind of put it on this the, one. I'll leave that. I kind of want to move it over and just put it like back to back, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like that. That might be a little bit too cluttery. All right. So we'll move that. So we'll move that. Maybe out we'll move that like over here or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just spitballing right now. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, we think that could be cool. So, that corner. We got to do that. This, we got to do that the afternoon. So, yeah. Are you, we got a. Uh, we got something in the chat here. Sebastian Anderson says, "Sebas traded Max Scherzer and Edwin Encarnacion for Chris Sale and Joey Gallo. Interesting trade. Take on a little bit of risk here. Well, a decent amount of risk. I don't like that deal. Going yeah, from I, don't like I don't like that deal. To Sale, but Joey Gallo is considerably better than Edwin Encarnacion." Uh, is he? Considerably? Considerably? Doesn't he have like... like He's a monster. Doesn't Edwin Encarnacion also have a bunch of home runs? Yes, he definitely has more home runs than Edwin Encarnacion. I agree with that. All right, so Joey Gallo in the year. He's got 11 bombs and 26 ribbies, 25 runs score. Also very Edwin impressive. has 10 homers. He's got one more homer. Okay. He's got three more RBI and one more run scored. So I would not say significantly yeah. by any means. Slightly. What's the batting average? 241 for Ed E, 270 for Joey Gallo. I'm sure that'll drop soon. That will flip-flop almost. <laughs> yeah, basically. The Babbitt for Joey Gallo is 327. The Babbitt for Ed E is 231. So those are normalized. So uh, good trade for the guy getting shirts. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. How many walks does Gallo have? Gallo's OBP is excellent. His OBP is, o- is at 413. Okay. And Edwin Encarnacion's OBP is at 373. So also, not bad, though, Also either. good. They both yeah, also have really massive good. walk rates. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's, yeah, they're a little bit closer than I thought. Edwin Encarnacion and Joey Gallo. They're very close. It seems very like close. every time you look up, Joey Gallo's hit a bomb. Same with Edwin Encarnacion. Yeah, lately. Just, yeah, a veteran. He just keeps getting it done. All right. Yeah, yeah. I do agree with you guys. And I'd rather have uh, absolutely Max Scherzer than Chris yeah. Sale. Yeah, that's a huge. Difference. Sorry, Seabass. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. But hey, man, we're we're speaking honestly with you. Yeah, telling the truth. You know what? Somebody used to say this all. It might have been Ronis. He used to always say. I don't know. You let me know who it was, Greg. I believe it was someone who used to do the morning show. With Probably you. me. Call, call <laughs> in and ask us yeah. before you do the trade. Don't ask us, hey, what do you think because of this trade, trade yeah. afterwards? Ask us, hey, should I do this trade beforehand? And then we'll do what we just did. We'll talk about it, figure it out, let you know our thoughts. Not that you do a trade and then afterwards we're just like, oh, well, that was a terrible no, yeah. <laughs> You should have called us We would have told you not to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been Blake Bealy, actually. Scherzer's is the best pitcher in the league. I mean, you you really don't want to give him up, especially for a guy who's been doing so badly. I mean, no, but Scherzer might be a good buy low right now because people see the surface stats and like he's the ERA yeah, he's hasn't not. been great to start the year, but all the underlying numbers for Scherzer are he's gonna be just fine. Yeah. Whereas Sale, scary. Yeah, it's still even a though scary, the last start, you know, his yeah, strikeouts have been coming around a little bit. So yeah, here's what I was talking about with Scherzer. He got a four zero eight ERA venture. He got a two six six exit. Hmm. His left on base percentage is 65% in his career. It's 76. Yeah, that's definitely going on. Yeah, he's got a 377 Babbitt right now, 289 for his career. So he's just, he's giving up a lot more hits than usual. Probably the defense isn't helping. Babbitt much. is going to come down a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, it's our I bet guy. the defense isn't Carter helping. Carter Keeboom again, yeah. not making, <laughs> making errors. Plays. Yeah. Uh, we're just going to blame everything on Carter Keeboom yeah. moving forward. The Nationals. Sure. Definitely. And then uh, his left on base percentage is considerably lower than where it's been at the past couple of years. Better days coming for Max Scherzer. And obviously, and Sale's doing better, too, but better than he was. Anything was better than he was at the beginning of the year. But he's getting Ks, 10Ks, 8Ks, 10Ks. Yeah. That's the, good. The velo, it's still fluctuating, but right. he's pitching through it right now. So. Right. All is better for Sale, but still not as good as Max Scherzer. Right, so the trade for Scherzer was better. Yeah. What does he got, Grady? Well, what else do I have? Like, what else does he got? I don't know. <laughs> Ask Sebastian what else he has. Like, dude, I don't know. What the hell do I know? Um, what else do I have? I lost what I had, to be honest with you, Frank. The Reds are about to blow up this game. They I mean, it's already it's, pretty it's blown, blown up. It's blown up, dude. Yeah, it's 7-1. It's 7-1. Yeah, they can. <laughs> I read a really interesting article today that I wanted to bring up to you guys, actually. I don't know if they'll care or not. But I read it. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, the Athletic. It was a long-form article in The Athletic about Gary Denbo, who is Jeter's right-hand man and former hitting coach for the Yankees. And basically, he's the biggest a-hole ever. And not that I don't blame Jeter for things, but this guy just hates overweight people. <laughs> and he basically would come into this room and be like, you guys don't go to the gym enough. You're fired. 
What? Yeah. Is that even allowed? Really? No, but he did it. Wowzers. <laughs> that was as like a front office executive of the Marlins? Yes. He's been doing that? Yes. That's crazy. Ooh. How is that allowed? Uh, I, I don't know. He, he, he just <laughs> thinks people are overweight. They don't. He doesn't like them. He's not wrong about that. So you have to eat better, go to go to the gym, and he he treats you differently than he treats people that are of shape. Well, that's that's, shape. Not, that's not good. I yeah. mean, look, we'll get him we're fight. not the most in shape guys here. Venture's probably the most in shape out of all. I'm not afraid. You're pretty in shape. Yeah, I mean, not really. You know, hold myself to high standards, Greg. But <laughs> regardless, I mean, who are we though? Who are we to judge? You know, it's like it's like that's playing playing God kind of. You know, it's like if people want to be fat, let them be fat. Yeah, what is he going to do? Like, um, you know, if he had Jesus Aguilar on his team, you know, let's you're say you're fired because you're, 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 you're kind of overweight. Yeah, I, I don't think overweight. I want to run down the Marlins players and see if we can find any fatties on there. Alfaro, Alfaro's a little chunky. Yeah, that's true. So, and they traded for him, too. I mean, he was in the background telling Jeter, don't trade for this guy. Yeah. I bet you he was. <laughs> I bet he was. Like, all these prospects, he's like, I told you not to find my fat prospects. Yeah. On the article, I don't, I don't that's think they crazy. Really have that's crazy. Though, do they? Like Sixto Sanchez seems like he's in pretty good shape. So not Vlad, Vlad Guerrero is not on his list of oh, top not, prospects. No, he wouldn't, like, he wouldn't like Vlad. They're, they're not like trading Vlad. for him. No. So <laughs> the the whole point of the story was like a lot of people really like Gary Dembo if you think he does a really good job. Yeah. But he's an a hole. Sounds right. like. Well, yeah. he, I'm sure he's growing down great up and down their lineup. Jorge Alfaro, probably the only guy who's little. Yeah. Where are the pitching staff? They any fat pitchers? Maybe that's why they traded away Kyle Barrichello. He's too fat. I don't think so. Maybe. Pablo Lopez is in good shape. Sandy Alcantara is in good shape. Yeah, they're all pretty skinny. Yeah, no, these guys are all pretty good. Yeah. Caleb Smith. Yeah. Caleb Smith. Gentlemen. Know, maybe is, Caleb Smith has a little bit of some baby fat on him. That he's, is, he's big and tall. <laughs> he said that like people came to camp, either this year or last year. It was like a prospect. He came to camp. And he goes, son, you think you're in shape? And he was like, you know, six foot, 200 pounds. Right. You know, I think he'd be in better shape. But like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm in shape, sir. I'm ready to work. Yeah. They told you to be in shape. They released him like three weeks later. Oh my god! He threw one time. Well, what do you want these guys to all look like? Uh, you know, six foot two hundred. That's not that bad. You want to be mean, like a Greek sculptor or something? Yeah. Does everyone have to have a you know six pack or? That would be. A, I would say that's a little bit over the average six. Well, he's not. And, and the guy was saying, and he he sounded like he said the right thing. Like he sounded like he said, "I'm I'm 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 in fine shape. Like I can get better. I'll work at it. All you know, work hard." Yeah, didn't matter. Gary Demo like that. Well, he told you. <laughs> Yeah, well, if he told you something, you got to listen. Yeah, technically, that's your boss, right? You got to listen. They if said, Mike Cardano came in here and said, Greg, I'm going to give you six months to get a six-pack, or else you're fired. <laughs> I, was, I, was I think Greg's pack. probably going to get fired. I think I would, I think, I think I would <laughs> That's just them. me. Six months to get a six-pack? That's yeah, tough. I'll buy myself. I'll go to the store. I have a six-pack right now. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a it. bunch of those on, uh, on Friday. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, six months, actually, you can get a six-pack in six months. That's hard. you? Dude, you know how hard it is to get a six pack if you don't already have one. Like, if you're not like just naturally have well, one. Guess what? Me and Greg don't have them. I don't either. I mean, you know, but you're, probably, you're, you're probably the closest. Not I mean, I have like a four pack. You know, like, you got you got a pack. I got no packs. <laughs> All right, yeah, I got one. Yeah, Greg's, get... me and Greg, we have like the little, uh, you, you know, the like Heineken, uh, little Heineken mini cakes. That's what me and Greg. have. Yeah, we got that. That's, that's not bad though. I mean, you have a little. So everybody has a little something, right? That little something, that little fat. That's so hard to burn off because you cannot eat anything fatty really at all. Hey, like I did weeks. a whole month of uh, no carbs. You lost a lot of weight. Before, I lost like yeah. 12 pounds in a month. Did you lose there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, a little bit, you know, right? When I, when I put my jeans on, I actually noticed. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. This, this is kind of weird. This is crazy. Have you kept it off? No, no. Okay. I'm doing a terrible job. <laughs> doing a terrible job. <laughs> so all the pounds that you lost, you've gained back? Uh, no, not all of them. Not all of them. Some. I, you know, I'm kind of, I, I've met back in the middle. I lost like, uh, That's okay. like 12, 13 pounds. You gained I put like five, five back? Four or five back. Yeah. That's, That's not, not bad. bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah. I'm kind of mad at myself. It's, you know, obviously all the drinking we're doing, and then you come home at the, late at night. You're hungry, you're starving. drunk, and you're yeah. like, oh, I got to eat something. Well, you're ridiculous. We, we went to the Yankee game, and we had a monster, like, chicken finger thing, and he went back, and I had another meal. What? <laughs> was that not that night? Oh, no, it was a different night. We, all right, you see, now this guy's <laughs> trying to make me out to be, like, there was a different. There was a different night. Fatty. There was a different night that we hung. Oh, it was a GDD draft where we sat, and I was, like, starving, and... I ordered food. We had we shared maybe an appetizer, like an appetizer, and I had like dinner. And then Frank went home at like one o'clock in the morning. They ate dinner. <laughs> oh, that's true. Well, like, but, <laughs> but I was drinking. That's why I messed yeah. up. I always I you could have ate with me at like at eight o'clock, and then you digest it. I was into right. the I was into the auction. I was, I was really into it. I was like, I can't no eat time and to focus eat. on the auction right now. There's too much going on. That's true. So I, I got out, and that. what did I do? I got street meat. I got like chicken over rice. Oh, I'm eating that at one a.m. It's not good. Yeah. You wake up the next day. You feel like, like yeah. you're banged up. You're, you're in the bathroom all day. 
Pretty much. <laughs> I like I'm not a, not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on, man. The realization is going back to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Drinking's not going to help anything. I need a new doctor, man. My, my stomach's been a little messed up over the last couple of days. Yeah? To be honest with you. I'm not on the normal bowel schedule I'm used to. Mm-hmm. It's not going as normal. Yeah, like, you really have to eat some funky stuff when you go home, Greg. Because I see you come in here every day. You eat yeah. a salad. They're nice. Yeah, you eat healthy. Fresh mozzarella. Hey, I eat tomatoes. pretty healthy here, yeah. But you know what? You know, Greg eats pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. Here. Not home. Yeah, I'm like, all right, well, I don't know what he does. You know me. I, you know I eat home. I, 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 I don't know. I eat everything. So basically what you do when you go home is just what I do for every meal. Well, right, but I try to limit it to one meal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you keep it at a minimum. I right. should probably be like 300 pounds, to be honest. But you're not. Play basketball and stuff. Yeah, I got a little lucky. Maybe I'll go play tonight. You stay active, you'll be all right. You could eat, you know? I do try and walk a little bit. I would like to go jogging. It hasn't been warm enough yet. Today's supposed to be nice. Today's supposed to be nice. 70 degrees. Yeah, today's supposed to be nice. Tomorrow's going to be like 50 and rain again. No, I thought That's tomorrow. No, no, no. I thought tomorrow was like the 70s. Really? I thought Wednesday was 50. Yeah, no. We're, sure. getting, we're getting one of these days soon. Here we go. Thursday, 55. This is New York right now. Tuesday, 70. Yep. Wednesday, 67. Thursday, 55. Ugh. Friday, 69. Yep. Nice. Giggity. This is the... Come on, man. It's like... Because there's no spring. Can we spring. just get 70 degrees every day now? I think... I don't, it's May. There's no spring anymore. We're we past go, Cinco de Mayo. We go from a winter to this like transition period where we're going from like 50 degrees to 70 back to 50, and then all of a sudden you're in summer. All of a sudden you're going to see it's going to be like oh, 70s, 80 man. degrees. This That's I, how it is I, I woke up feeling kind of croupy today. I sleep with the window open to try and get some ventilation in my house. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is how people get sick. Yeah, I know. I woke up feeling, you know, I feel like oh, I'm getting a head cold now. What's going on? Yeah. When I put on a heater, it happens to me too. New York. You can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Concrete jungle, Greg. That, that is true. But there is a lot of opportunity in New York. But there's also a lot just, of people. I don't like living here. Yeah. It's I gotta dirty. Go I got to get out of here. I gotta <laughs> it's go. dirty. I'm, go, I'm moving back. To, I'm going to Jersey. Going to Jersey with Greg. That's yeah, not Greg very used, far. Greg used yeah. to live at the Jersey Shore. I'm going. Yeah, you want to come? That is going. a nice spot. Go. The right place in the Jersey Shore, though. You'll get a nice, quiet place in the Jersey Shore. Not, I'm pretty sure there's no quiet places in the Jersey oh, Shore. Oh, it's a big shore. Yeah, you can find something. <laughs> You'll find something. You'll be all right. I've never been to Jersey Shore. I would like to go, Greg. Oh, the real one? Yeah. Which is a lot of Jersey Shore. Yeah. Uh, the one where you watch on TV? Or like different Like Point Pleasant? Well, right. you, you tell me. I, I've never been there, so I don't know. There's I like three really big ones. There's a lot. There's like three big ones, like Seaside Heights, Point Pleasant, and then there's another one. Yeah, like Margie down okay. there. So yeah. have you been to all of them? Yes. So which Lava one's the best? What, what was that? Lavalette. Lavalette. I don't know what that one is. Lavalette's right next to uh, Seaside Heights. All right, so that's, that's we can't, like the nicer. Area. That's like the nicer area. You go to Point Pleasant. This uh, Mandalogan. There's a whole great. What is Be- what is Belmar count as? Belmar. Belmar's the Jersey Shore. Oh, yeah. That's a little bit more close. Uh, one minute. Right. So so Belmar. A lot, a lot of Belmar is what you uh, you see. Like um, Barre is around Belmar. Yeah, DJ's. DJ's. Heard DJ's. stories. Jenks. Jenks, right, Jenkinson's. Jenks yep. is in uh, Point Pleasant. Is it? Jenks Point Pleasant? Yes. I thought Jenks and DJ's in... Jenks is in Point Pleasant. Oh. Okay. So which one's the best? I live down there. I had to go to one. It depends what you what are you looking for. Uh, how, how do you feel about Guido's? Because <laughs> they're at every single one of those. So. Yeah, but... <laughs> well, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not escaping them anyway. It's a bunch of me's that are jacked out of their mind there. That's all the you're going to get. The least amount of Guido's is... The more north, the more north you go, the less Guidos. There you the more go. North, the you further go, the you go. Yeah. I don't know about that. They'll still be there. You go down. You go down to Margate in AC. Not no, Guidos. Speaking of Guidos, I want to say bye bye to Chris and Matt. <laughs> we'll see you here tomorrow. We hope.